All right. Good morning, church. How you guys doing this morning? <laughs> really? You guys are doing that bad? I thought you guys would be better. Now, how are you guys doing this morning? All right. Come on. I know there's caffeine. I know the Holy Spirit's here. Hey, guys, we want to get right into it. We're going to continue our ghost series. series. That's a tongue twister. There are ghost stories series called Divine Healing. I want everybody to say Divine Healing this morning. Yeah, we're going to talk about some healing this morning. I'm really excited. This is one of those subjects that really kind of gets me amped up, but it's, but it's also we're going to bring a little bit of teaching this morning because sometimes I think this is a misunderstood concept uh, with many. Oftentimes people are beat up in the church because of this concept. A lot of weirdness can happen with this concept, but I, I want to bring some, some clarity, some, some areas in the form of healing this morning. I want you to say healing this morning. You're going to talk to me a lot this morning. I want you guys engaged this morning. But before we begin... Let's pray, shall we? Let me bow our heads. So, Father, thank you for the opportunity. Lord, would you let me get out of your way this morning? I feel like you want to say a lot of things to us this morning. God, would every word spoken be anointed by you? God, would every word land in our hearts, spirits, and our minds this morning? Would you bring a renewing of our mind, God? Would you, as we talk about the area of healing, God, would you remind us that you are the healer? You are the great physician. And God, we're coming with that expectation for you to move in a powerful way this morning. In Jesus' mighty name, and everyone said, Amen. Amen. All right, we're going to get right into Scripture this morning. I hope that's okay. I'm going to be in Matthew chapter 4, verse 23. going to read through 25, the New Living Translation. Uh, just an opportunity. If you guys don't have a Bible in your hand this morning, I want to encourage you. Go ahead and visit our information desk. We have Bibles we would love to place in your hand at no cost to you. You can also download our app, a Christian Face Center app, uh, on your Android device. If you have an Apple, uh, well, you know, I'm, I'm sorry, I'll pray for you later about that. But you can download Download it on there as well. Here we go. This is what the scripture says. Matthew chapter 4, verse 23. It says, Jesus traveled throughout the region of Galilee, teaching in the synagogues and announcing the good news about the kingdom. And I want you to catch this. I want you to highlight this next statement. And he healed every kind of disease and illness. Did you hear that? He didn't just say, I healed a couple illnesses. I healed a couple diseases. Oh, cancer, yeah, I can't heal that. No, that's not what he said this morning. He said, I can heal every kind of disease, every kind of illness. I want to, it's, it's important that we grasp that. There's nothing outside the power of Almighty God. There's not one, one person, one disease, one illness that God cannot touch with the Holy Spirit in Jesus' name. See, news about him spread. Duh. I mean, I, no, no kidding, it spread. It spread for as far as Syria. And the people soon began bringing to them to him all who were sick. Man, when people come into church and they see healings, it's not because of the preacher. It's not because of, of what's going on in church. They're getting drawn to Jesus. They know, man, there's a supernatural power there. I don't know what it is. I can't put my finger on it. I can't explain it this morning. But I know that the power of God is moving powerfully through people there. And I am drawn to Jesus, and I need to be healed. I need to be healed in my physical body. I need to be healed in my emotions. Maybe I'm struggling with something mentally this morning, but I know that the power of Jesus is present and real this morning. If you believe that, say amen. And it continues on. It says, and whatever their sickness or disease, whatever their sickness or disease, or if they were demon-possessed, epileptic, or paralyzed, he healed them all. You need to understand something. It is God's nature to heal. We'll get into that later. It is his nature to heal. Large crowds followed with him wherever he went. Again, not a shocker. 
people from Galilee, the ten towns, Jerusalem, from all over Judea and from the, from the east of the Jordan River. Today, I want to talk about healing. And we're not just going to talk about healing this morning. Talk could be cheap, but maybe, maybe somebody this morning, I'm going to pray over some people this morning, that I believe that God has brought them in here because they're, they need a healing and they need a healing now. They need a healing in their physical bodies. Maybe they're in, a, in their emotional state. Maybe they, in their, their mental state. And some mindsets that God wants to radically shift. See, healing isn't just in the physical body. Oh, I'm bleeding. I need to be healed. Healing is sometimes in the heart. or oh, forgiveness. Sometimes people need to forgive. And that's the healing that needs to happen this morning. But I, I hear this question so many times. And I'm going to address it. Does God heal? Does God heal, Pastor? Does he God? Some believe that maybe the divine healing is a ghost story. Something that was maybe for the past and it was a great for them. Or maybe it's a fairy tale and they're just like, oh, the power of God. That's just coincidence. Man, I don't, I've been on this planet for, for I'm not going to tell you how many years. I've been on here for a few years. And I've seen too many things to believe in coincidences. I'm just saying, I've seen bonafide miracles. And I don't need to see a puff of smoke and a lightning bolt. I just see, see, see someone's life transformed. From where they came from. Come on, that's a healing. From where they came from and to where they're at now because of Jesus. And that's their testimony this morning. That's a healing church. Others say it was for the first century church. All the Holy Spirit ain't moving anymore. Really? Y'all been in church this morning, right? The Holy Spirit was moving all over this place this morning. Inside the people's hearts this morning. And changing people's minds and their hearts and where they're at, what they're struggling with. I will praise you through the storm. Those aren't just words that comes from the heart, that comes from an, an, an earning. I love what God said. He said, I, I search for that, the one after my own heart. Not one that's seeking my heart, but somebody that is after my own heart. Let us earnestly seek him in that way. But see, there are a lot of, a lot of stuff going on, a lot of che- teaching going around the church globally. It just ain't accurate. I'm, I'm going to nip one in the butt right now, and that's that... Healing isn't for today. It's only for the first century church. Man, we see healing all over the place. Man, a testimony, that's a healing. Man, and we're seeing people saved. That's a healing. That's being snatched from the door of, of, of hell. That's a healing. It might not look like what you think it might look like, but you ever hear this statement? Well, I, I guess you just didn't have enough faith. Man, this, this burns people so many times in the church. Man, I'm praying on my knees. I'm begging God for, for this for healing for me. I'm begging God for a healing in this person. And then you got that leader or you got that person who's just all kinds of messed up in theology and says, boy, you just need a little bit more faith. Faith has nothing to do with it. Faith is a vessel in which God's grace flows through, and that's where the healing comes from. The healing is not from you. The healing is God's and God's grace. But maybe you heard, maybe you heard this. Well, or maybe you said this to yourself, well, God, I've, I've prayed. Man, I prayed. You instantly healed that person. Man, you threw them against the wall and you corrected their back. Man, cancer and the lesions just fell off that body. But here I am. I'm still struggling. I guess, I, I guess your will is not to heal me. I guess you just don't want to heal them right now. I'm going to correct you right now. That will never come from the lips of our Father in heaven. 
It is his nature, it is his character, and it is his promise. And Jesus said, I have come to give you life and life abundantly. I did not come to kill, steal, and destroy. That's the devil's work. So if you've got sickness, don't blame God. Praise God. Say, God, I will contend for my, for my healing. I will contend for my brothers and sisters that they will be healed in Jesus' name. Man, I, I, faith healers, I hear this all the time. God, God just will divinely heal me. And if I die, I guess it's his will. And he's like, fool, who, th- who do you think put that brain in that doctor? Who do you think is over that doctor's hands? Who do you th- where do you think that medicine came from? Man, sometimes we're, we're reaching out and there's lifeboats all around us. And God's saying, you want a healing? Yes, I can heal you supernaturally, but I've given you something supernatural. Your body heals itself. I'm just saying. Healing is available. Healing is active because our God is alive and active. Can I hear an amen this morning? He's not like Buddha. He's not like Muhammad. He's not like the other ones. He's alive. He's active. He's relational in our lives. And his will and his character and his promise is that we would be healed. But I want to address some of this stuff. I want to dive in. Is divine healing a ghost story? Is it a fairy tale? Or is it real? Is it tangible? Is it something that I can walk outside this service this morning and walk away from and say, wow, man, pastor, you're right. God does heal. God's intent for my life is to be healed, to set free, and to be delivered in Jesus' name. But it's important that we recognize that God heals. He's in the healing business. Because that's what differentiates him from other gods and what other people worship. The devil ain't going to heal you. Like we heard a couple weeks ago, you know, uh, you, you, you might be possessed or something might come on you and come off of you. And the perception that you're healed, come on, the enemy works. And he's trying to rob us of things. But God's, God's power reigns. God is the one who will bring healing. It is God's grace that will heal you. His grace is sufficient. You don't need anything else. You don't need to muster it up. This faith thing figured out, man, I got this. That's not what it's about. That's works. I know that's what some other churches say and some other movements, but I'm here to tell you it is God's grace that is sufficient. It's not Eric's works, Eric's grace. Thank God for that because I'm pretty limited. Resources, energy, but I draw and, and, I, and I seek the one who is limitless, who has all of heaven at his disposal for us. That's, that, that's good news for us this morning. So when you're, when you're seeing, you're fighting a battle and, and you just don't see a way through it, just be reminded that he's sending his angels. Scripture says he's sending angels to protect everywhere around you this morning. Wherever you walk, the enemy trembles because you are protected by the heaven's armies this morning. Are you with me this morning, church? Man, I, I'm excited about this. But let me get into that. Does God heal? If you're taking notes this morning, you can jot that down. Does God heal? Well, I, I want to look in Psalm 103, verse 1 and verse 3. 1 through 3, rather. It says this. Let all that I am praise the Lord. Man, it begins with praise. I love this. With my whole heart, not a bit in peace, not divided, not, not con- but my whole heart, I will praise his holy name. Let all that I am praise the Lord. Not something else, the Lord. 
May I never forget the good things that he does for me. Never forget the good things that he does for you. Jot them down. Journalize what, what God is doing in your life because those times of struggle, those times that you feel defeated, those times you feel like God's not listening, you can go back and you can say, no, God showed up here. God showed up here. He, he fulfilled his promise here. It's an encouragement for us to endure. And it continues on. Here it is. He forgives what? All my sins and, you, see, we, we skip past the ands in the Bible. There's, there's a reason why it, it's written the way it is. It says, and heals all of my diseases. These are together. You cannot theologically separate the two. You cannot say, here's a separate theology for salvation. I come through salvation through, through grace, through my faith. But grace, it's his grace that's sufficient. And then come up with something completely different for healing. It's the same thing. It's his grace. Yes, you need faith, but you just need a little bit, just even the size of a mustard seed. You don't need all kinds of faith. Like, man, if I just, whew, I just sit here and jog with the Holy Spirit, man, my faith is going to build and a healing is going to come. No, it is his grace that's going to come. It's just that little bit of faith that you've got that his grace is going to be able to flow. And see, and sometimes that healing, sometimes that thing that comes on you is not necessarily just for you. Oftentimes it's not. Oftentimes it's to flow onto others. It's like, man, brother, I, I've blessed you. I've healed you. But you know what? Man, it's time for that, for that anointing and that grace to flow through you this morning onto other people around you. It's not just for us. But see, sometimes we find it so easy. Man, we can believe that, man, we've been forgiven of sin. Right? Those of us who have accepted Christ, man, we've been forgiven of sin. Like, we, we're good there, right? But it's hard to believe that he heals sickness. But we separate the two as a church globally. That salvation and healing are two separate things. It's like Jesus died two different times for two different... No, he died on the cross one time. He was buried in a borrowed tomb. He rose on the third day, and he's at the right hand of God. He died for you. He died for your sins. He died. By his stripes, you were healed in Jesus' name. But man, my eternity's good. But man, something sickness. I'm just going to have to deal with it. I guess I'm just going to be sick all the time. I mean, you can hear people like this all the time. I guess it's just God's will to struggle through this. No, that's not God's will. Man, sometimes we're, we're a little dumb sometimes, and we do things on our own that get us sick. You walk outside with no clothes in the middle of winter, guess what? You're probably going to get sick. You don't need no devil to do that. That's just common sense. But sometimes we, we separate these two. But see, the fact is that, that both forgiveness and sin in healing are all found throughout Scripture. Them together are found throughout the Old and the New Testament. This is powerful. I want you to look into Isaiah chapter 33, verse 24. And it said, then the people of Israel will no longer say, we are sick and helpless, for the Lord will forgive their sins. That is all one sentence. That is all one statement. He will forgive your sins. And we will no longer say that we are sick and we are helpless. Church, that is for the church today. We are not helpless. We are not sick. But as a body in unity this morning, we can, we can do all things through Christ who gives us strength. His grace. Isaiah 53, verse 5. I'm going to read out of the New King James Version because I love this translation better in this scripture. It says, but he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our inequities. 
the chastisement, the chastisement for our peace was upon him, Jesus. And by his stripes, we are healed. By his stripes, we are healed. <laughs> healed of cancer. <laughs> Every single stripe healed of something, of all disease and all sickness. Nothing, and I say nothing, is outside of the reach of our Father in heaven. Nothing. And then I want to look into 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 24, and it says, Who himself bore our sins, took upon our sins in his own body on the tree, that we, having died to sins, might live for righteousness. Again, we're in the same sentence, by whose stripes you were healed. By his grace, we are healed through our faith. By his grace, through our faith, we are saved. One of the same thing. We see, we see in Isaiah chapter 53, verse 5, his stripes, we are healed. That's present tense. You are healed. But then we look in 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 24. They're looking, he's looking past tense by whose stripes you were healed. See, both refer to the work of Jesus on the cross. But one is looking forward, and as one is looking backward. See, but Jesus didn't just bore our sins on the cross, but he bore our sickness too. You're going to hear me say this over and over and over again because we need to understand that. It's one of the same thing. He died on the cross for you, for relationship that you could enter with your father, for your sins. But he also died that you would be well and you would live life abundantly. You cannot teach about salvation and not about healing. I know churches don't want to get into the healing business. Jesus was. Oh, well, you know, the gospel, we need to preach the new, good news of salvation. Yes, like my wife said this morning, there's more. You're saved, yes, but there's more that God wants to impart on his people and for this generation to see. The power, the majesty, the grace, the love, all the characteristics of Almighty God. But he needs people who are obedient. I know that word has like a negative stigma in today's generation. Obedience, submission. Which those two are actually a little bit different, but I'll get into it later. But he needs people. Everything he does is attached to people. He loved us. So very much that all of our sins, all of our junk, yet he would send his one and only son, not, not the archangel Michael, not some other second class or second string uh, angel in the, in the rafters. He sent his very best of heaven, Jesus Christ, the one and only son, the spotless, sinless lamb of God for not just your salvation, but for your healing this morning. I want us to look at Matthew chapter 8, verse 16. It says, That evening many demon-possessed people were brought to Jesus. He cast out the evil spirits with a simple command, a word, a spoken word, and he healed all of the sick. This fulfilled the word of the Lord through the prophet Isaiah, who said, He took our sickness, took our sickness, and removed our disease. See, sin is to the soul what sickness is to the body. Jesus paid for both. Jesus paid for both. 
there are people out there that, that separate these two to the point where it's all about healing and not about gospel. Or the other way, it's all about gospel and not about healing. You cannot have the full and complete gospel without both. Jesus spoke, used scripture, walked and proclaimed the good news, but he also healed people. Jesus heals by his power. He heals through us and our giftings. He heals by the power of the Holy Spirit. Friends, he still heals today. He's healing right now whether you see it or not in Jesus' name. Your faith is the rod or the vessel that God's grace will be poured out for healing. Did you catch that? Your faith is the rod or the vessel, rather, that God's grace will be poured out unto other people. Your faith, simply having faith this morning, say, God, I don't understand it. I, I, don't, get, I don't get why you say yes sometimes and why the answer is no or, or what it is. But, God, I'm having faith right now that you're going to move powerfully. Would you use this one vessel? God, would your grace abound to others? Amen? Why do we still deal with sickness then, Pastor? I hear this all the time. Pastor, you God heals. I'm still sick. Brother over there still got cancer. Why am I still sick? See, the cross saved us from the penalty, the power, the presence of sin. The same is true for sickness. Here's the thing. When you came to Jesus and you raised your hand for salvation, you were saved, right? But do you still sin? Man, I, I never heard somebody saying, they've been forgiven for their sin, but why are they still sinning? You've been forgiven. Why are you still sinning? Why, why, why do you fly off the handle here? Why do you use that language? Somebody. Why? Why? why, why? The thing is, the Christians, we are assured and confident that we are saved but we don't have really a whole lot of confidence that we're healed or that we can be healed. It's like, oh, well, that was for the first church or, you know, that's for my brother over there. But God really doesn't want to heal me. I'm just going to suffer. You know, I remember my grandma used to say this all the time. I, I loved her. She was a handful. She was a pistol. But she would always say this. I, I, I have a headache and, I'd, you know, I'd struggle. And, and I'm like, oh, girl, you know, I got a headache. And she's like, take an ibuprofen. Oh, I don't want to take an ibuprofen. Then suffer. But it was, the, the thing is, it was available to me to grab a hold of. The same thing is for healing. It's available for the believers in Christ to grab a hold of. He doesn't want you to suffer this morning. He really doesn't. That's not his heart. The enemy will try to tell you something different. Oh, your God heals, right? Hmm. I ain't seen healing in your life. Man, the devil at the playbook, I was talking to a pastor this morning. The playbook of the devil doesn't change. He uses his old tricks, his old tools. But here's the thing. In the scripture that I read, in the living word of God, it says the devil has been disarmed. And the only, the only true weapon he had was condemnation. And it only works if we allow it to this morning. And I find it so interesting that we're talking about healing this morning. And what happens? People get sick. Shocker. Got a band member that's sick, didn't show up. Acoustic said, we got somebody in the media, sick, didn't show up. We didn't have words. We got people that are sick. We got people that are dropping like flies of sickness. And then the enemy in the, in the back of my head says, 
you still can't hear. You still struggle with bits and pieces of PTSD and other issues. Those people are sick. How dare you speak and preach on, on healing? How dare you even ask God for healing? Where's your healing, bro? This is the enemy. Condemnation. Trying to pit me against God. Saying, oh God, if God was so great, why aren't you healed? And my wife said, you just get a hearing aid, brother, you'd hear. But that's a story for another day. Yeah, It's an ongoing thing, trust me. <laughs> but it's a good excuse sometimes, I'm just saying. But maybe you hear that. But see, too many times we get wrapped up in this. We get wrapped up in this struggle that like, how can I lay hands on somebody and, and say, Lord, you say if we laid hands on people, we would see people healed in Jesus' name. But the devil is in the background saying, you ain't healed. That person you pray for, they ain't healed. They died last week. Where's your God there? Come on, this is a struggle we all deal with, guys. It ain't just pastors, it's people in our lives. So God, where were you with that in that moment? I want to get a little bit deeper here this morning, just a little bit, if you don't mind. Scripture says that Jesus is the God who was and is and is to come. In Revelations chapter 1, verse 8, it says, I am the Alpha, the Omega, the beginning, the end, the Lord God. I am the one who is, who always was, and who is still yet to come, the Almighty One. But let me say this, you have been saved, you are being saved, and you will be completely saved in heaven. I know that seems, seems out there, just stay with me for a minute. We could say the same thing about healing. You've been healed, you're being healed, and you will eventually obviously be completely healed in heaven. Right now, I am being saved by the power of sin and sickness. When you were saved, you gave your life to Jesus. You were saved, but you ain't all that sanctified, right? We make mistakes. We sin in our lives. That's the continual salvation of Christ. The same thing is true in your healing. You are still continually being healed. We live in a broken, fallen world that the enemy has come to kill, steal, and destroy. Where Jesus Christ has come to give us life and life abundantly. We make mistakes. Trust me, man. I hope I'm in the, the right place this morning. We make mistakes. Man, I'm saved. Man, I'm assured of my salvation. I'm confident in that, as Scripture says. But man, sometimes, <laughs> man, I'm glad it ain't on my works. I'm glad it's on your grace, I'm just saying. In Psalm 107, verse 20, it says, He sent out His word. I love that. He sent out His word and healed them, snatching them from the door of death. He sent out His word. His word, he's sent out his word. The more I, I let the scripture and the Bible soak over me, kind of like a bath, I just let his words permeate through the, through the area and where I'm at this morning. Work on me the power I have over both sin and sickness. I, I hear people everywhere. I don't hear the voice of God. I'm sitting here pounding my fist and blowing a shofar and I still do not hear the voice of God. And yet there it is on the little dark little corner of their room in their house. So it's a Bible. <laughs> it's got dust on it. Matter of fact, it's got, it might even be used as a coaster. I guess that's a start, right? And it's got coffee stains on it, but it's never open. Friends, it is time that we let the word wash over us. Because see, what I find interesting is the word went out first... Then the healing happened. You need a healing. 
fill yourself with the promises of God in the scripture. There's tons of them, way too many that I could even mention this morning, but I just want to reiterate that. You have been saved from the penalty of all of it. But God never puts sickness on you. He can't. It is against his nature to do so. It's against his character. Jesus only has one attitude to sickness. He's against it. Never once did he come to a person and say, you know, I don't know if it's really my father's will to heal that. I I think I'm going to let that one slide. That never left his mouth. Healed everyone. Every person that he put hands on, they were healed. Here's the thing. They weren't always healed instantly. Remember the eyes, the trees, couldn't see. Stop feeling like it's got to happen in an instant in a puff of smoke. Sometimes those things take time because maybe there's something unraveling in their life that they need to be healed from first. Like, man, I need, I need a healing from this, Lord. And he's saying, no, brother, you need a healing from that before that even comes into the picture. You're a wreck. You, have no, you haven't forgiven that brother or sister. You haven't forgiven that father or mother in your life. That's where you need to be healed first. Yeah, I want to heal you. But there's some other things in your life that need to be healed. Some people say you're crazy to think that God is always healing. I hear this all the time. Man, pastor, you crazy thinking God's going to heal. What's the alternative? That his nature is that I would suffer and have sickness? It's one or the other. You take all of it or you take none of it. He either is a healer, he's either a deliverer, he's either a, a, a friend of sinners. <laughs> or he's not. He either loves us or he doesn't. It either, it either is his character or it is not. And friends, I'm here to tell you it is his character to heal his people. It is his character. To, he, he ain't going to sin. He didn't send his one and only son to kind of put a, put a Band-Aid over the boo-boo, if you will. It, it's, it's forever and ever until Jesus comes again. You have been saved from the penalty of sin, and you have been healed and delivered from sickness and all kinds of illnesses in Jesus' name. Your body, I find it so interesting. Sometimes I think we over-spiritualize things. God is healing. How do you know God is healing all the time? Your body heals itself constantly. You cut your hair. You cut your finger. You cut your, 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 your toe. Even the dead things still grow in your life. The, your, your, your fingernails are actually dead follicles. I'm not going to get into science because I'm going to embarrass myself. But it's, it's, it's not alive. The, your fingernail is not alive. But yet it still grows. Isn't it amazing that God can take something that's dead and it continues to grow and it continues to bring life to it. I, I don't know about you, but that's pretty amazing. God heals. God heals. If you hear nothing that I say this morning. God heals, and not just heals, heals you. Heals you, and heals you in Jesus' name. And finally, Pastor, how do I receive healing? Whew, that's a tough question. That's really not. Let me ask you this. How did you receive forgiveness? Grace. How do I receive healing? Grace. You're not going to receive healing simply because an evangelistic preacher comes up here and waves his hand around. It is God moves in people like that, yes, but it is his grace that abounds to the people. Not just a bit. I love that word abound. 
There's so much to it. It's everything. It's all I've got. It's not like, hey, I marginally gave them this. Hey, you want a little, hey, I'll throw a little bit of Holy Spirit there, a little sprinkle of healing there. No, all of it is available. That, that's, when you really grasp that, how, how important that is for our walk, that we literally have everything at our disposal because of his grace. His grace. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8 through 9, it says, God saved you by his grace when you believed. And you cannot take credit for this. It is a gift from God. Healing, you cannot take credit for it. It is a gift from God. I'm a faith guy, but it ain't my faith that got, got me saved. It was God's grace that got It wasn't faith that got you saved. It was God's grace that got you saved. How much faith did you have when you first got saved? Maybe you're anything like me, and I had like, budge. I mean, we're talking like, just enough to get me to like here, kind of like doing one of these like, well, do I or do I not? But to my knees, I said, Lord, I need you. I have almost no faith, but I've got enough faith to, to grasp the concept of I've tried everything at my disposal, and I need you. But I still believe God heals today. Friends, I have seen it. We in the body here at Christian Faith Center at the Caldwell campus has seen a healing. Chaplain Rick, could you just kind of wave your hand? I, I just want them to know who you are. I told you I embarrassed you a little bit. God's grace healed this man of lesions and cancer in Jesus' name. I think that deserves applause to give God the glory for that. But it wasn't my faith that healed him. It wasn't like, oh, I get to get off the stage. I'm going to come over here and say, put hands on people. In Jesus' name. It was none of that. I was simply obedient. And God said, would you allow me, son? Would you allow me to interrupt what you had planned? And would you allow me to roll up into the scene and let me show you what I am capable of if you would just have just a little bit of faith? It was awkward. I was in the middle of my message. I didn't know what I was going to do. It had never been done before. But God didn't care. He said, I want to heal him. You got time for me? Boy, I tell you what, you hear that from God. Talking about conviction there. You got time for me? I got time for Facebook. (laughs) Yeah, I have no idea what people are saying. I'm just looking at pictures. Netflix, numbing my mind to Netflix. I love Netflix. Great shows, The Voice. I'm just mind blowing. And I love it because what happened that day has nothing to do with me. Has absolutely zero to do with me. I was just a vessel. He could have used a donkey if he wanted to. To heal him. But God's grace, God said, Eric, would you be so bold to take that little itsy bitsy faith that you've got to walk off the stage and just put hands on him and let my people surround him? And then I will show you my power over his life. Age doesn't mean anything to do with it. Man, I, I was honest with Chaplain Rick. I said, you know, I, I was struggling with God up front. Like, man, you know, I, I know he's dealing with this. And I'm like, and the thought entered my mind, and it wasn't my own. This is why he says you, you've got to capture your thoughts, tame your thoughts. It's like, well, he's an older guy. God, is, is, your, is, your, is your will, are you going to heal an older guy? Like for, for a kid, we're like on fire. No, God, you need to heal this person right now. They are too young to go. But sometimes we let that slip. I'm just being honest with you guys. Come on, I know you all been there. 
Oh, they're old. They had a good life. God said, no, 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 no. I have come to give life and life abundantly. There's still more for this man to do in Jesus' name. I want to heal him. I don't care if he's 150. He's not. But I don't care if somebody's 5 or 150. If I want to heal them, I'm going to heal them. I don't care if they're crippled, they're blind, epilepsy. I don't care what it is. I don't care if it's cancer. I am going to heal them in Jesus' name. But obedience, man, I'm telling you. But I could have been up here all prideful. This is why it says, this is why I like grace. This is why sometimes we get confused. God, why do you heal here and not here? His grace is sufficient. And I can't sit up here and give you exact answers. But I could tell you right now, if it wasn't for his grace, I could boast and say, man, pastor, you see that? Right? God says, no, 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 son. We know how pride works, right? <laughs> Doesn't work out so well. But God eliminated that from equation and said, I'm just, my grace abounds to my people. No one can boast. Sometimes when I pray for people, they get healed instantly, and sometimes they don't. And sometimes they die. And as a pastor, faith-filled, Man, I just, God, I don't understand. But I know at the end of the day, regardless of what the answer is, he will be glorified. They're going to get there, eternal. Yeah, it might not be the healing that I was wanting. But maybe I'm fighting them and they're like, please take me home. And I'm like, stay. Right? Just think about it. I'm just saying. I just want to be real with you guys this morning. But, I, you know, I, I said this earlier. I said, man. I heard, man, you're sick because you don't have enough faith. You hear pastors say that. It wrecks people. You just don't have enough faith. Like you need to go in your prayer closet and somehow you tap into the source and you just get your faith bubble filled up or something. I don't know how that works. That doesn't work for me. Faith comes by hearing, but I also get to see God move in my life over and over and over and over again. And I see his, him fulfilling his promises over and over and over. That's how my faith is built up. But the mindset is saying that if I do this, then this will happen. That's you. That ain't God. If I shun die and take my, my, my cape and wah, and I feel like that's going to heal every single time, that's me. Now, if God wants me to get all crazy like that, hey, I'll let God do what he wants to do. But it's his grace that man cannot boast. Jesus said even the faith of a mustard seed. You know how small and insignificant that is? It's almost non-existent. It's like a nano, nano, nano gnat. Man, that thing is like super small. If he can do that much with just that little, imagine what he could do with just a little bit more. Imagine what he wants to do in your life this morning. Maybe you feel like this morning that, man, you ain't got no faith. You've healed and you've, you, 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 or you've prayed and prayed and prayed and you, you haven't seen healing. God's grace is sufficient. See, your faith makes the promises of God real. They do. But grace makes them available to each and every one of us. See, I want you to hear some good news as I land the plane this morning. God is able to make, I want you to catch this, all grace. All grace abound to you. That abound means large quantity, never-ending, unlimited resources. God is, his nature is not to withhold things from his children. Did you know that? You're a son and a daughter of the most high God. You're an heir, matter of fact. He's not going to hold nothing back from you, according to his will. 
Like you hear us say often, well, his answer to prayer is yes and amen. Yes and amen, but according to his will. Not according, not my will be done, but yours. But man, that grace is more than we deserve. I don't know about you, but man, that grace is way more sufficient in my life. I didn't deserve any of it. I don't even deserve to be up here on stage, but God said, doesn't matter. You look in the scripture, you see unqualified, broken, jacked up people that were on fire, and God moved powerfully through them. Simple obedience. That's what separates so many Christians. We see these, these men and women of God just powerful preaching, speaking, evangelists, seeing healings manifested in, in the place around them because they are obedient almost to a fault to when God says go, they're like, they're already like jumping for it. Where so many of us are like, go, yeah, but did you see my bank account? Yeah, did you see my life? Yeah, did you see my family? Yeah, did you see my marriage? Yeah, did you see that I prayed 15 times to still have you no healing? Where God's saying, will you just step, step, Walk by faith, not walk on faith, but walk by faith. Not what you can see, but you need to contend if you need a healing in your body right now. You need to contend for it. You need to to pray without ceasing. Humble yourself. Pray. Get on your knees before him. In James 1, verse 6 and 7 says, But when you ask him, be sure that your faith is in God alone. Do not waver. Faith is not divided, by the way. For a person... With faith, or with divided loyalty, is unsettled as a wave of the sea that is blown and tossed by the wind. Such people should not expect to receive anything from the Lord. Now, I remember this one time that I had this crazy kidney stone. I don't recommend drinking monsters like water. I'm just saying. So I was there. I was working at the jail, and I was, I was doing all right. And then all of a sudden, oh, boy, if you ever had a kidney stone, mm, instantly on the fetal position, like, I'm like three years old crying, Mom, I'm in so much pain. God, if you would just heal me. I prom- You ever hear this? I promise I'll be better. I'll promise I'll do this. If I win the lottery, I'll promise to give. How many people you think are praying that? I promise, God, if the Red Sox would win the World Series, I promise, God. How many other people are praying the same thing for the other team? Is that your will or is that, is that God's will? But in the end, even in that moment, I wasn't giving up. I was healed. I passed the kidney stones. not how I wanted to go down. I wanted to just be pulverized and not go through the pain. But I had to go through the pain. I don't have the answer to that. But God was glorified in that. Because now I can use that as a story today and make y'all laugh. But in the end, no matter what happens, God will get the glory. You say, Pastor, that doesn't sound like a lot of faith. Where's the faith in that? Oh, if I don't get healed, I'll be healed in heaven. You say, Pastor, that doesn't sound like a whole lot of faith. The Apostle Paul said it, and I don't hear any of you guys griping about him. In Philippians chapter 1, verse 20, Apostle Paul is clear, and he says, For I fully expect and hope that I will never be ashamed, but I will continue to be bold for Christ as I have been in the past And I trust that my life will bring honor to Christ, whether I live or whether I die. Man, I don't know anybody else that's got faith like that. That's the Apostle Paul writing to us. Maybe you're in that place. How do I receive healing, Pastor? I need a healing in my body right now. I don't want to walk out of this place right now without a healing. 
How do I receive it? Through faith, but God's grace. And I want to close the service. I'm going to close it two different ways this morning. One, healing of salvation, an altar call. But two, I'm believing with all the disruption that we had this morning that I know that the enemy was trying to disrupt something good this morning. 